Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 240 and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, this particular episode is a special episode in, as part of a series that we're running, talking to um, disruptors and, and businesses who are really doing incredible things in their space. And uh, joining me today is Natasha Denman. Natasha is the ultimate 48-hour author. She's a highly sought-after professional speaker, CSP accredited. She's a coach and a mentor. She's also an eight-time published author and creator of the game-changing business model, Ultimate 48-Hour Author. Now, she has helped over 250 solopreneurs become first-time published authors in just four years in Australia, in the USA, and UAE. And in seven short years, she's also been uh, nominated for the Telstra Businesswoman of the Year Twice Award. She was the finalist in Ozmumpreneur of the Year in Product Innovation. And she's appeared, and you've probably seen her any everywhere she is. She's also appeared in major media outlets across Australia, including the Sydney Morning Herald, Financial Review, The Age. And she is changing the way that uh, people do business here in Australia and the world. And she runs a seven-figure business alongside her husband and three children traveling the world. And she's spreading her message and helping small business thrive. Welcome to the show, Natasha. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I'm really excited to be back. Yes, you've been on the show before. And I love that you're coming back because this is an area, I think when we're talking about super fans, that when um, you know people see what you're doing in your business, you've really been able to to make a huge impact and I think you do this really well you know sometimes as business owners we just head down mm-hmm. do the work and uh, doing it so well we don't often uh, really take a step back to be able to dive into what is it that we're doing so well so I'm so uh, glad that you're here to, to share this so when you think of your business then what would you then describe as a super fan mm-hmm. how do you kind of see that playing out okay so I actually about a week ago posted um a little meme, if you like, on social media and uh, said that um, your super fans will never buy from you, so don't hold your breath. Um, You know, however, they do serve a purpose. And, however, there is uh, two types of super fans. They're the ones that will never buy from you, that always watch and follow you and um, comment and make you look amazing on social media um, and they blow smoke up your ass, (laughs) if you like. 
<laughs> but they never actually are going to purchase from you. And then there's the second type of super fan that buys absolutely everything you release. Yeah. Okay, so the, every book that I um, have released over the last seven or eight years, a few particular people, um, you know, always are the first ones to jump on and purchase that product or my planners or any programs that I'm doing and they continue to be that, you know, how that you have a lifetime span of a client. Well, uh, some people stay in our community for a super long time. So I'd like to divide the two types of super fans in, in that in that way. Oh, that is so key. And and I think as you said, both of them play a part because I'd imagine the people who are the super fans that are in your community, not necessarily purchasing, they may also be recommending you or sharing and liking, right. as we know on social media, that's going to create social proof. But yes. let's focus on the super fan who um, not only shares and comments and loves your stuff, but also steps into your programs and continues to, as you say, as soon as you launch something, or even I'm sure that you have this, as soon as you start hinting that something is, is yes. in creation mode, they're like, when's it out? Does, that happens, yes? All the time. And they're always the ones that buy the thing at pre-launch stage. So they don't even have a physical uh, version of it. You know, you've just announced it. And yes, they're the first ones that will buy it. And, and they'll also fund the process of creating that next product. Yes, love that. Yeah. So if we're thinking about our businesses then or the people that are watching and listening to this, creating a super fan, really an identity, or how do we start to identify first who a super fan is? Is that a process that you went through or is that something now that you can help us to really define? Okay, so with me, I've been a very avid networker and person who finds the face-to-face -face connection with people really valuable in terms of originally meeting them and then maintaining that relationship online. And certainly being consistent and always turning up, consistently posting and, and adding value and releasing amazing, um, you know, content to people is the thing that keeps them coming back and um, uh, commenting and following you because they know you're going to be around. And that's the mistake a lot of business owners make is that they um, they can stop um, and kind of disappear off the face of the earth for like a long period of time and they come back hot and heavy and then they disappear again. So they're not really, it's not about going hammer and thong as they say, it's about um, you know, just small, you know, drip feeding, but still being around uh, consistently and taking those online relationship offline and vice versa um, and just maintaining that over a long period of time. Yeah, I love that. So if I'm hearing you correctly, then rather than identifying a super fan, what we need to do is continue to, as you said, build content, show consistency, show up so that our super fans or the people who really connect and engage with our brand will naturally step forward as we continue to do so. Is that what you've seen? Yeah, totally. I never went out looking for super fans. I, they kind of happened because I was just being myself and sharing every version of me, my personal life as well as what I do, where I go. I Obviously, with the, the benefit of live streaming now, we've got a reality TV show in our pockets. So people following us um, and seeing a bit of behind the scenes are, are appreciated with that. And when you do see them, sometimes you haven't met them in physical a real life but when you do you have this special bond and connection because they have been following you and and they kind of know everything about you already 
Yes, love that. And so if we have a look then at the two categories of super fans, people who really continue to watch and engage with your content, so they obviously like what you are saying, they obviously mm -hmm. find it valuable, otherwise they wouldn't uh, give their time. So we know yeah. time is valuable. Then we've got those that do that, but also say yes, they step forward. If you think about um, those two categories, is it easy for you or have you been able to pinpoint what is it that takes someone from super fan on the circum, you know, the, the outside to stepping forward? What is it that, that encourages people to do that? Is it a characteristic or what do you think that might be? What do you mean by stepping forward? Like doing something? Can yeah, you like you've got a super fan who's on the, the outside, the circus, yeah. if you will, of, of your business, listening to your, your, your podcast, you're reading your books, all of that. But then they go, okay. And then, then the other one who goes, you know what, love all of that. I'm going to say yes because I, I really want that support. So what is it? Is it something that you can put your finger on what, what encourages those people to say yes uh, and invest? Yeah, I think it's um, the sharing of um, social proof and the fact that um, you you walk and um, walk your talk. That's the saying, um, and that you you keep proving. And sometimes the timing is not right for people, and they kind of think it's a nice idea, but they hold back. And sometimes people, um, some people are instant convincers, uh, but most people are many time convincers. Mm. And some we will never convince, as you say, as we said, those super fans that just watch and will never buy from you um, are the you know, kind of, you, you cannot ever convince them that, um, you know, it's the right thing for them to come and actually get the support and help. Sometimes they can think I can do this all by myself. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to uh, log in and just get all the freebie information that I possibly can. Um, but absolutely the social proof, showing the results, um, adding the value, really uh, displaying your expertise because there's a common... Um, well, there's a proven fact that it takes 10 to 12 hours of content consumption before someone is ready to buy from you, which means that, yes, you'll have the odd uh, fast convincer, one-time convincer that's going to go, yep, you're the one for me, I'm going to buy. But then you, if you reverse engineer all of your high-end clients and how they came about to work with you, you will see that the relationship was way longer than an instant decision. Yes. Yeah. Love that. And I think it's a great reminder for all of us uh, who are listening and watching that it depends on where someone is on that spectrum, how much content, how many touch points they need to get them to that, you know, mm. that, that validates their convincer model or whatever. Mm. Um, that, that is so important for them. So if you think about some of the things that we are creating that businesses are, are, are sharing, there, yeah. there are going to be elements, and I've read this on an article, and I can't remember um, where this article was, but it said around um, providing experiences that allow a certain group of people to step forward and say yes, but have an even deeper experience with you. So because there's something about them feeling special that they get to hang out in your private circle. So I wonder, yeah. is that something that you've noticed too, that when you create different experiences that allow more time with you, that that, that kind of encourages those people that are around the circle for, you know what, this is for me. Has that worked for you? Yeah. And what, if yes, what were some of the things you did? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, the fact that we run retreats um, and people observe that intense experience of someone going through the process of writing their first book and ultimately the value is seen in the experience rather than in what the calculated price is. Yeah. So people 
um, will never worry about the price as long as they've had an amazing experience with you. And our flavor with what we stand for, we, we are a fully fledged family business. You know, it's me, my husband, my mum now, who's taking care of our kids when we have to go into state. We've got a virtual assistant in the Philippines and that's all we literally have, like, you know, on board. We don't even have payroll, if you like. <laughs> um, so... Um, when people work with us, um, and this is the feedback that I've had now with, from over 50 of my high-end clients because I actually collected interviews from them recently for the compilation of my next book, they all said, um, you're really approachable, you're really friendly, we don't feel like you're kind of out of reach, even though you're a seven-figure business owner, it doesn't feel like we can't contact you, ring your phone, uh, all that kind of stuff. You just feel like you bring everyone in and um, and answer all the questions and we feel we're okay and that you're always there kind of supporting us. So for us, it's not about um, growing our business to massive numbers, but keeping the family feel and the fact that you don't have to go through gatekeepers to, you know, you've got our personal mobile numbers. If I don't answer the call and I'm doing events, my husband will, vice versa, and uh, people are always going to get the service that is um, a lot more, feels warm and friendly and um, customised and that they're part of, you know, that true inner circle. And it all, we intend to keep it that way for as long as we possibly can. Yeah, I think that's a great lesson because I know if I think back to some of my mentors, uh, one in particular, what, and this was a number of years ago, of course, she, she was saying at the time that uh, the bigger you get, the more you need to step away from your business. Yeah. Mm what you've just said is gold because I think the market has changed, expectations have changed. We want to feel connected. We want to feel engaged, especially if we're paying high level um, investments in, into the various programs being offered. Have, mm. have you always had that approach with your business or have you seen a change in consumers, in customers who are really wanting more of that deep connection with, with the people who they follow? No, that's my style. That's just always been my style. I always um, I say my inbox is always at zero by the end of the day. My, uh, my email, my messenger, there's nothing outstanding. I'm able to maintain everything I need to do. Yes, my virtual assistant does help me from, um, you know, in some regards with all the ad other admin stuff, but really uh, just generally nine out of 10 times people are getting back an email from me. And, um, and because I've got systems that are, uh, that automate other bits that um, further explain, reduces the need for people to ask questions. Mm. So that's how I reduce the information overload because sometimes if you're not being clear in what the steps are, what the uh, process is in your business, of course, people are going to email you, I'm lost, I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. so then you're going to get flogged by you know bombardment of emails and questions. But if you actually mm. systemize things and instructions really clearly, it reduces and saves so much time an example of that, well, last year we developed our pre-two-hour session uh, mini manual for our clients before they jump on their, their um, custom uh, one-hour, oh, sorry, two-hour call before they come to the retreat. Now, this used to take me uh, two hours or more to do, and yes, it's a two-hour call, but since developing this mini manual, it goes for 20 pages. I say, read this, it, it will take you 15, 20 minutes and you know exactly what's going to happen in the two hours. Now these calls only need to last for an hour and a half. They actually have all the notes they can refer to if they've forgotten something. So they actually, we reduce the need for people to ask questions only when those questions are really um, specific to their own case. 
rather than logistical questions that can be systemized. Mm, mm. Mm. That's key. I think uh, often what we, what we forget to consider in our business is not only the programs that we create, but what are the systems and processes that support us? Because I think when you mentioned your business model and, and who is in your team, it's a lean but a really yeah. strong team. Every single one of your your team members would know. Is that something what they need to do? So is that something that you see as you work with a lot of businesses who are all looking to become influential voices and achieve the success I'm sure that you're achieving too. Would you say that one of the downfalls you see often is that they don't have that support, the systems in place, and then they end up burning out because they don't have that in place? Yeah, they end up being busy for the sake of being busy and they keep chasing their tail because they focus on things that are perhaps not as important. That's the, the biggest mistake. They, they put less focus also on financial, um, uh, the fa financial part of the business, which means they miss a lot of things and then they get into trouble and they're playing catch up, you know, because they've overspent money or they haven't looked at their reports and how the business is heading or they don't go for their pre-tax planning. Some of those things are also important. So my two biggest things that I make sure that is ticked off and checked off is always my bookkeeping and accounting systems that they're like so clear as to where I'm going. So there's never, there's always like backup for like, you know, for, for two years now, um, should, should anything go wrong. But also the other systems that whenever I see a pain point that is sucking away my time, I create a system around it. Like I was so sick of repeating myself in that two-hour session to give all the information. And the fact is the person even receiving that information wouldn't even remember it because it's just spoken like we are now. But now they have something to refer back to. They don't have to ask me uh, or say, oh, I forgot that you told me that and all that kind of stuff. So it really um, creating the processes that suck away your time um, or delegating that out to a virtual assistant. Like my car, um, my virtual assistant right now, I've been with her for two and a half years. Again, a very loyal part of the team. So again, staff retention um, and training someone up and um, encouraging them throughout the whole process so they stay long-term with you saves a ton of money and time, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Love that. And I think often what people do is they look on the, you know, on the outside mm -hmm. and they don't actually see all of the work and all of the strategy and all of the systems mm -hmm. and processes beneath that, that drives that, that supports um, mm -hmm. you continuing to grow your business. Now, something else that I, and you probably see this and I see this as well. I mean, one of the things you said earlier was get out there, share your message consistently. And I know with what you share, everything has purpose and intention. But unfortunately, what a lot of people do is they just get up and randomly share mm. something, which unfortunately can really damage their brand and turn some of those potential super fans off. What would you say to someone when they're thinking about the content that they're sharing, whether it be through a book, through a live podcast, whatever, what are some of the things that you do to ensure that every piece of content is done and shared with intention and continues to really nurture those people along We'll call it the super fan pathway, if you will. I always um, share content that I would have given my old self as advice, okay? Yeah. So whenever I get on, I don't actually think about other people. I just think what would the old version of me have needed to know to sort this stuff out sooner rather than taking so long? And every Monday I do like a live stream for half an hour on my personal profile and I've been doing this for four years and I 
sometimes in the shower, I'll go, what, what can I teach my old version, you know, this morning? And I know that there's so many of those people that are me five, six, eight years ago when I was just starting out. So I just uh, deliver content in regards to that because then what I want and the intention is, is to build that desire to go, okay, I want to have what she's having. She's obviously gotten from this point A to point B doing certain things. I want to, when they work with me, they get to learn the depth behind that, those strategies because talking for half an hour on something, you're going surface level, you're going helicopter view over the topic. You're, of course, you're adding a ton of value. But um, what frustrates me sometimes with people who are information collectors or they're just going to watch one live stream or one interview or one thing, you know, they're not getting the full picture. This is why investing in a program or a mentor to work with them fully and completely mm. is going to give you the whole picture. Recently I was um, helping uh, someone attended my half-day workshop and, of course, often you have a certain amount of people who walk away from that event saying, I can do this all by myself. Now, this person has come back to me four times asking questions because they're trying to work it out all themselves, but they're not really getting the depth of the information and they're making silly decisions and mistakes that we would have told them, don't do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. So please don't chop and check. And what I, was, I would say is certainly great to follow people. Like I follow a, a few people that I love watching them on live streams and all that kind of stuff. I don't necessarily want to do their programs because I don't have a need for that. But should I have a need to solve a, pro a problem from start to finish properly, I always invest in a full-blown full program. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, there, there are, as you said, un, unwritten or unspoken things that you just can't mm. pick up from someone if you're just following them on the information that, that they're sharing. Mm. I'd also love you to speak about, because if you're thinking about um, businesses who are really wanting to build an influential business such as your own, we've talked mm. about um, some key strategies and also having systems in place. One of the key assets in any business, and I say this over and over again, is you as the leader of your business. What are yeah. some things that you implement to ensure that you, when you show up, because I have to say, um, as I see you traveling around the world all over the place and traveling and everything, I think, oh, Natasha, how do you get all that energy? So you yeah. really do have to be mindful about that too, as you as the business owner, yes? Yeah, totally. That's been a big thing I've been talking about in the last 12 months is lots of people say, how do you get the energy? And yet on social media, it can seem that it's frantic and all over the place and you're always on and all that. And I think last week I pop, popped up a little picture of one of those uh, colouring in pages that you do, like the adult colouring in. And I've been doing that with my, my kids, but uh, I got it on Mother's Day. It takes a long time to do that. I said, and I put a comment on, you guys always think I'm on. It may seem like that, but I have just so much downtime that I get bored. Can you believe I, I like, I've got four days coming up before we go to Thailand this weekend and my husband said, don't clean your office yet. You're going to get bored on the weekend because I've, I had a certain amount of tasks. I actually run out of things to do um, and and then I, this is what why I keep growing and evolving because then I get to a point of boredom and then I need to create something else. I would like, because we're not made to sit on the couch all the time or to lay on a beach. It's just... I couldn't think of anything worse. I know I'm going to be in Thailand for a month. I love it for the first three weeks, but I bet you in week four, I'm going to go, oh my God, how much sitting around can one person do and laying around in the sun and how many massages could you possibly have? I know to some of your listeners, you might think, oh, I'd love, that's my dream life. It's not like that. It doesn't, 
It's not, we want to, uh, what makes us happy as human beings is solving problems. Mm. That's it. Yeah. If you keep solving problems, you remain happy. If you have no problems at all, you reach a state of boredom and perhaps depression. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I say is sometimes, you know, in that phase where it is quiet, that's when we can be the most dangerous because we can distract <laughs> ourselves and it's kind of like, hang on, we need to come in and focus. But it's also really important. And it just reemphasizes everything that you've said. There are no bottlenecks. And if there are, use it as a guideline to we need to implement some automation or get someone yes. delegated in and continue to grow uh, that way. So um, I'd love to give you an opportunity. Thank you so much for sharing that. Again, we've done a helicopter view, but for mm -hmm. those of you, depending on whichever stage you're at in your business, there are just such golden nuggets in there. But what I'd love for you to do, uh, Natasha, is just to give everyone an overview. I know we said this in the introduction, but how you can help them in their business. When have you got some workshops coming up? How can they can tap into uh, your community and what you're doing? Cool. Um, yeah, so obviously you guys know I'm the ultimate 48 hour author and uh, we help people write their first book specifically over our retreat. But more importantly, that's not the place I want people to start in terms of considering retreat is actually to come along to our half day seminar, which is something that we do 35 times a year. Uh, all across Australia, a couple of national tours. As I said, we were international, USA and UAE, but we are uh, not going to travel to those countries physically anymore. We're going to help people remotely from those countries. Uh, however, um, in, we have a website, ultimate48author.com.au. You know, there's an events tab. You go across to there and there's no point in me sharing a ton of cities and dates um, because I'm sure this interview is going to be kind of timeless um so visit the website currently we're being rebuilding after three and a half years um whiz bang new website so but there'll be something there physical before the changeover to the new new version of it so go check it out and if you any of your listeners do want a free ebook version of my ultimate 48 hour author book so the whole thing the whole 160 pages they can just go to the ultimate 48 author.com.au forward slash gift and they can download the book Fantastic. Well, thank you once again for taking time out of uh, your busy schedule. And uh, it's been just so valuable to, uh, to hear you share that. This is the very first interview we've done in what is going to be an ongoing series. And I tell you what, um, there's so much value in that. So again, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Henry. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's bethedifferencemovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.